Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> I'm Bay. And I'm Jay. And this is the part. Part I don't get. Yes. Where we exactly. talk about unique, strange topics or anything we find interesting. And don't get. Yes. And then hopefully by the end of the episode, we understand it a little better. <laughs> or we hopefully. end up with more questions. I don't hopefully. know. Hopefully. Yeah. I always like it when, when I like find like a solution kind of situation. Yeah. Or like something makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Or if it's something t- turned out to be that you didn't even realize before. <laughs> I know that I, I, I do love learning new things and, you know, just so, finding out information. So you're going to go first this time round. Yes. I, I have no idea who went first last time round, but it doesn't matter. So you're going to go first because you yeah. found yet another interviewee. Yes, I'm to you. very accepting. Uh, I'm very excited. <laughs> we accept all types of interviews here on our podcast. <laughs> very excited. You are very accepting, but I'm also glad that you're excited too. Well, you know, except for behind closed doors. <laughs> so I'm you just want, a judgy bitch. Do you want to give a little bit of a lead in? Yes. And then so, we'll start the, the interview. Yes, so my topic this week is the profession of line sitting. Uh, professional line sitters are individuals who, as the you know topic might suggest, uh, wait in line for money. Um, they hold your spot in like long lines, and then will basically once you get to the once that person gets to the front, they text you or call you, let you know, <laughs> and you know there you go. You got. You get your item, or in some cases, they'll even get the item for you and then deliver it to you. Okay, um, so it's not just for things like movie premieres and like concert tickets necessarily. I guess it's for right. physical things too. It's funny because right. I just saw Jingle All the Way, like literally <laughs> ten minutes before this, and you know how he's going after like the turtle. Oh my doll. god! Yeah. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger could have used a line sitter. Um, so Seriously. who inspired this topic? Where where did you think um, of something like this? My, I would have be- never have thought of something like that. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have either. I swear, I think my fiance gives me all the ideas, but he uh, he kind of like, he'll just like randomly say stuff that I guess he read or something and be like, do you know they're paying people to wait in line for them? <laughs> um, so apparently it's been happening with like, I think the new, oh God, PS5, you know, PlayStation okay. 5 like people are like going crazy over that. So I think people have been, um, you know, hiring line sitters for that. And then also like COVID tests even. Yeah. it's Whether it's it rains or shines or snows. Yes. <laughs> we will wait in line for you. <laughs> so where did you meet this person? So um, this, the, the person I interviewed is, uh, his name is Robert Samuel. He is the uh, uh, CEO or founder of, um, a company called Same Old Line Dudes. Oh Same my O L E Line Dudes. I am so uh, excited to hear this. <laughs> oh, I it's mean, a, that, that just oh, jacked it up great. for me. It's that a just, great interview. <laughs> the fact that that whole title that you just read just made it so much better. <laughs> really? Really? That sold you, huh? 
So this is just somebody that your fiance just happened to know. No, no, I was, this guy is like legitimate. Um, he's been on like all these different news shows. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and he, well, you'll hear in the interview, but, um, so he founded this company in 2012. It's based out of New York city. So it really, um, kind of just that vicinity, I think like the five boroughs. Well, it Um, makes sense that they would be local. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, so he, well, I mean, a lot of this is in the interview, but just to give a little snippet, um, he, he founded the company in 2012, uh, when he was standing in line for the iPhone five and he ended up selling his spot on Craigslist, I think a few times and ended up making $325 just for the spot in line. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's built this company to now, I think they have, uh, I think 20 to 30 employees. Um, so without further ado, here is the interview. <laughs> that rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I can't wait. Let's listen. Computer. Okay, um, so I read online, there's a lot of articles about you, <laughs> um, that you first, yeah, you're kind of like a celebrity. Um, <laughs> I read that you first got into line sitting while uh, waiting for the iPhone 5 to come Yes, out. in 2012, yes. Okay, so like, how did you realize like, hey, I can make this into a business? Well, after earning, you know, enough money to buy my phone for the night, I actually ended up getting a temp assignment shortly thereafter. And when the temp assignment was over, I was trying to figure out what my next job was going to be. And I just rewound back to the night that I waited for the iPhone 5. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. That works. I said, let me try to try this. So I just made a Twitter account and um, a a Gmail account. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to be known... The vision that I had was to be this guy. I wanted to be like locally known, just like in New York City. Like, oh, there's that guy who waits in line. Yeah. Same old line dude. <laughs> and so, and, and it stands for, it's sold, S-O-L-D. And that works So out. depending on w- when you hire me, I'm the difference between sold or sold out. So it kind of clicked. Oh. And then gradually, um, it took about, I want to say, ooh, eight months. I had, in eight months, I think I maybe had maybe two to three customers. And then when Dominique Ansel's famous cronut took over the world, yeah. then that's when, that's when we exploded in 2013. But we started, actually our anniversary is coming up December 14th, um, 2012, as I think is when I made the, uh, the account up. And so now you guys have, you have like 20 to 30 people working for you, I read? Yeah, it, it fluctuates. Now we're down to under 20, like maybe 18 and 19, I think. And um, we lost some people um, through COVID. They just didn't feel comfortable doing it. So they kind of like, you know, just said, ah, this is not for me. I'll come back when we have a vaccine. So maybe the 20 will go back up to 30 in 2021. Who knows? Right, right. Okay. Um, okay, so I've, I've, I've heard about this cronut. Uh, I'm from Maryland, so I, I'm not okay. as familiar. Is it... Is it worth like the waiting in line for? Like, have you tried one? Oh yeah! Oh my God! I had too many, and that 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 uh, <laughs> that that's that's what happens, and, and now you gain weight because of it. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it was at the height of the popularity. I want I want to say 2013. 
all the way up to like maybe last year. Like now you can go and there's not so much of a line. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean, there was a, there was a, I mean, I had a regular customer who used me maybe a few times last month for November because he enjoyed the flavor, but we really don't get calls for that as much because now they just started uh, uh, national shipping and they oh. had pre-orders online. So that pretty much ended our reign of, you know, Cronut deliveries, but it, it was sweet while it lasted. Yeah, although it's probably not the same when it's not like fresh. I would think if it's packaged, it's a little different. Well, he's probably making, he's probably altering the the, the recipe so mm-hmm. it lasts enough to, to like for overnight shipping. I don't know, but it's still, it still is very delicious. And, and, so the mix- and um, it's every, the flavor changes every month. So when you, when you get hooked, you get hooked. So you're like, oh, I like <laughs> apple, I like chocolate. I like ganache. I like this. I like that. So, yeah. So it's like a mixture of like a, yeah. It's like a croissant mixed with a donut, basically. Yeah, it's shaped like a donut. It's layered like a croissant, and it's um, filled with the cream or um, a jelly, and the, the flavors all complement each other. And then it has like um, it's rolled in like a flavored sugar, and okay. then it's a cream on top. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Okay, I might have to try. Well, you'll be able to order. You'll be able to order it soon. So. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Okay, well, uh, well, it's. I'm sorry to hear that it's. Uh, you know that you guys are uh, losing business. Yeah, that's okay. That. I mean, I mean, other lines in New York, so we're we're, yeah, we're yeah. not suffering Always. that bad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, what is the most popular line sitting item right now? Would you say? It's the COVID testing. That's pretty much yeah, all we have. Right, sample sales. And for 2020, uh, earlier this year, during the summer, we were doing um, the DMV over in New Jersey because that was um, really hectic. People were waiting from like the day before, spending overnight in tents and sleeping bags and whatnot to get appointments for the DMV. We did that for a minute. Then they moved to an appointment system. Uh, So that was a nice little ride. Then we did the elections, early voting and election day. Oh, um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we did that. And then now we're doing um, COVID testing. And the one tried and true, once it kicked back in, thankfully, um, was sample sales. So right now, those are the only two things we're really waiting for. And some restaurants, because they have limited capacity. Right. And if it's like a really popular restaurant and they don't take reservations, um, we can go and put your name down and like wipe out like two hours waiting. So when you come, your table may be ready or close to being uh, ready. Oh, okay. Wow. Man. Yeah. So it's like, it sounds like there's just lines for pretty much everything in New York City. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, most of 2020, there wasn't work. Yeah. I mean, after March, everything pretty much went kaput. I mean, we were doing some um, Whole Foods lines and some um, Trader Joe's Trader Joe's lines, um, and maybe some grocery shopping here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't until the DMV came in, um, I want to say July, and that kind of got us back in the groove again. And that was just like for license and things like that? Yeah, le- vehicle registration, driver's license renewal, uh, learner's permits, everything. Like, I don't know why they didn't have because in New York, we, I mean, in eight years, I maybe, maybe did one or two uh, DMV waits because something that couldn't be done online. 
But I think in New Jersey, it's a whole completely different process and everything is manual. Oh, so, wow. That's and you would think it would have been the opposite given the pandemic. Like, yeah. don't come here at all. Yeah. Do everything <laughs> online. But no, it, I mean, it's, it's changed. You, now they have appointments now. So I don't think, right. I think for most locations uh, that are close to the city anyway, it's, it's an appointment only. And um, that alleviates the need for us. Yeah, wow. Eliminates rather, yeah. Yeah. Um, what is the like weirdest or craziest thing you've waited in line for? The craziest thing we waited for was actually we were performance artists. We got invited to Paris uh, to do an exhibit uh, called Until Then. Uh-huh. Uh, the artists were um, David Brognon and Stephanie Rowland. And they deal with a lot of uh, art having to do with passages of time and waiting. So they hired us to represent um, a patient waiting to die. Uh, because in France, it's still controversial, as it is in, in, you know, in the US. But in Belgium, it's legal. So they partnered with a Belgian, doc uh, Belgian doctor to match us, match, uh, match us with an anonymous euthanasia patient who had been granted the right to end their life. Yeah. And so basically we've done it three times. Um, once in a small uh, town called Mel and oh. twice in Paris. And basically we just sat in a chair and we represented that patient waiting to get the opportunity to die. Once that time was designated, we would leave the event space that we were in. So we were basically set in a chair um, overnight. We took shifts. And, you know, when people came to the exhibit, it was explained to them that this line sitter, which is a profession in New York, you know, that I pretty much popularized, mm -hmm. and I was representing somebody's uh, moving closer to ending their life. Yeah. So when you got out of that chair, that person's life. It was very <laughs> emotional. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I, think I didn't I think about it. I was, yeah, yeah, all I was thinking about was, oh my God, a free trip to Paris. This is great, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And the gravity of it really impacted me the first time I did it, where I kind of like welled up with tears and like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I didn't, we didn't know much about, <laughs> yeah, we didn't know much about the patient other than, you know, they probably had a terminal illness or mm -hmm. something like that. that. That even wasn't disclosed. So mm -hmm. I don't know, they could have been depressed. With, with you know mental issues or just severely physically handicapped or something um but yeah i was in a church in a small town in mel it was like a um a two-year biennial where they have an art festival mm -hmm. and i happen to be inside this my god i want to say 15th century church wow and i just sat there and people came to see me and they talked about, oh i love new york and oh line sitting what is this this is fabulous idea we should have it in paris and you know yeah, so that was the that was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Wow, that is really interesting. I figured you'd say, I, you know, like some sort of weird item or something, but I, wow, that's really cool. And you want to know something? <laughs> Often when people ask, I always go to something like, um, you know, waiting for nursing homes or pre-K. And I'm like, no, hello. I, <laughs> I flew across time zones, yeah. continents. So that is the, the, the most, you know, the weirdest, if you will. Yeah. Thing we've ever done, yeah. Wow. And to be invited back two times after, if they decide to bring the installation to another, you know, festival or something like that, 
you know, they got me on speed dial. They'll call us and whoever can do it. You know, I've done it twice. Um, I alternated with another uh, one of my line sitters. And then the last time we did it, it actually got short, got cut short due to the pandemic. And he was almost, he had to fly from Paris to London to try to get home before everything shut down in March. So, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you guys made it home. Yeah, made it back. Yeah. But I, I would love to go back when everything's Yeah. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, well, you kind of already answered this one, but how COVID has impacted your business. It sounds like, in a, you know, it kind of shut down for a while and then kind of got better. Definitely. Yeah. It, well, not, it's, it's, it's inching back to normalcy. We're not quite there yet. Um, but yeah, it's been it's very trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What's, uh, I read the longest, I think was like 19 hours that you waited in line. Have you broken that? Personally, yeah. I, personally I've always done, um, what was something was 19 hours, but usually the lo the longest I've always waited was for iPhone release. And personally it's been two days for me. Uh -huh. Um, wow. but the longest we waited as a company was four days for Hamilton, right before the original cast, the Broadway cast was the party. So people, those, that was the hottest ticket in town. Uh, actually the hottest ticket in the country, but maybe even the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> and people wanted to see Lin-Manuel and all the original cast members before they left in, um, it was at 2016, July, uh, they left in July, I wanna say. Yeah, July, 2016. And so the month before that, the, the scalpers were full force online selling tickets for like $5,000 a piece. Yeah, I believe it. And um, some, some seats going for as much as 10000 But if you hired us, you would hire two line sitters because they had, a, pop, they had a, uh, a rule in place where they wouldn't let us buy tickets anymore and just give them to the customer at the door. Mm -hmm. We had to see the show. And I guess the production team thought that that would discourage people from hiring us when in actuality it actually increased our profits because now we needed two people to get two tickets instead of one so okay. you figure instead of one person waiting 96 hours now you got two people i'm like okay you got a partner yeah so <laughs> they underestimated the popularity of their own show and it kind of backfired and so you had line suitors going in two with the plus one which was a customer and then they would um, they would get the best two seats, and we would take the the other two seats. And sometimes we would all be sitting together. It was the weirdest thing. But we were like, okay, we're quiet. We're enjoying the show. We've seen it like umpteen times. Oh, but the only the downside was we were taking seats away from people who you know really really wanted to see it, and we were there in a working capacity, and not for pleasure because we had you know we had seen it. We become fans by proximity because we were outside the theater so much. We ended up meeting the staff and taking pictures with the, with the um, the cast and they hey line dudes hey guys so <laughs> that that was really fun fun oh, experience. Wow. So okay, so um, it sounds like you guys like kind of switch off because one of my questions was like if you have to go to the bathroom or like go to sleep like what do you how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, it's just not as restrictive as people think. Some people think, oh my god, what do you do to go to the bathroom? So we're in line with other people who are also subject to biological functions. So, yeah, exactly. So we, we, it's an honor system. You watch my stuff, I go to the bathroom, I watch your stuff. 
you go to the bathroom. The only thing is that when we wait, we have a rule, a line to the rule, where you don't go to the bathroom if you're the only person in line. So you go before an assignment, and then you wait for somebody to show up so you don't have to challenge your spot when you come back. Because what if right. you're the only one there and nobody's behind you and nobody's in front of you, and then you go, to, oh, I went to the bathroom. I don't know that. I didn't see you here. I'm like, oh, because you know, you, you're not going to leave your stuff. You're going to take your stuff with you. So um, we pretty much have, you know, you build a rapport with the people around you, yeah. and you just swap out. As long as it's not uh, another unreasonable time, length mm -hmm. of time that you're gone, then everybody understands, and it's cool. Good. Yeah, you can just make friends with everybody. and, and Exactly. We yeah, make line, the we same line family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you keep yourself occupied, um, you know, while you're standing in line for so long? A lot of apps on our phones. We you know, um, uh, Pandora, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, you know, the, the usual suspects. Yeah. And then um, for lines that are short, we always encourage the sitters to, you know, just talk up our service to people so they know that they don't have to wait in a line again for something else. So a lot of it is, you know, just being very proactive and, you know, talkative and outgoing mm -hmm. to people around us. And it, it makes the time fly fast because like every time we do an assignment, it's almost like we're doing a, a live infomercial and the time flies right. by like that. You've mm -hmm. given out cards to the whole line. They, oh my God, you do SNL? Oh my God, you've done Hamilton? Oh, you know, so, and I have a very, very big voice to begin with. So I make sure, yeah, da, 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 Hamilton, da, 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 Saturday Night Live. You know, just <laughs> Name dropping. Like, yes, they're kind of like, yes. I met Lynn Manuel, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I have his number. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. He, he, he knows me. I, I mean, I, and I, I've, I've put my, um, my picks that I have with some of them throughout mm -hmm. the timeline on our social media. So it's like, oh my God, you guys really are there all the time. Yes, here's Lynn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I saw like on one news store, you were like the first one in line for like one of the iPhones. I was like, I can't imagine it. Oh yeah, we were typically always first. Like once it became a business, I took it seriously. The first time when I did it, when it wasn't a job, where it was just an it was pre-idea, I was like third in line. But you best believe for the for the five S, the six, the six S, the seven, the seven S. Yeah, I, I was first in line because I, I was doing, um, I was doing two days. Wow! But you're oh, yeah. and it was close to my, huh? You're swapping out with people, right? No, no, no. Oh I, I was, my God! I, I, it was close to my house. <sighs> so and plus, usually we have multiple, um, we have multiple requests. So it was more than one of us there. Uh -huh. So I'm going home to shower i'm going home you know okay, to eat, okay. or i would order food to the line or whatever and it was only like three blocks from my house because i i go to the local iphone store so okay okay, okay. i'm the boss i want to be close to home all right and for our convenience yeah. you know so it, it worked out well for us but ironically for i guess i guess due to the pandemic and also they really started to embrace online ordering Mm -hmm. So we haven't really gotten, uh, we didn't get any iPhone requests for 2012. Um, no, sorry, for iPhone 12. And uh, the one customer we did have, he missed the online ordering overnight. So he was going to book us. Uh, and he was going to fly from London to pick up his phone. 
It must be nice. <laughs> and On then his the pandemic, <laughs> the, the, London got shut down. So he was like, oh, Rob, I won't be able to use you this year. Because he was going to get like three or four iPhones and take them back to his business associates. And I was like, so, oh, well, we'll get them next year. iPhone 12 S Max Pro whatever iteration yeah. it is next year they'll, they'll keep coming <laughs> as long as exactly. they're coming we got business man yeah so how did your friends and family react when you decided hey i'm going to take this into a full-blown business it was like oh that's different <laughs> that's interesting okay we wish you the best like i put an ad on um i put a post on facebook and saying i was you know thinking about doing this and I asked for donations. And one of my old high school classmates, she said, send me your, um, your home address. And she sent me a tent and a, um, a fold-up chair, like a tailgate chair yeah. from, from Walmart. So when she finally okay. came to New York, uh, she came back to New York to visit. I finally was able to get her cronuts on the house. <laughs> and I was like, because you planted the seed. You believed in my little idea. Yeah, she's your first investor. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much, yeah. So um, so that was that was really cool. But it, it's it's been unconventional, but every time I'm on, you know, I'm on a television show or a newscast or a podcast, it's like, oh, here's the link. Check it out. Check it out. Like, oh, that, he was really onto something back then. Yeah. So, yeah. You guys yeah. got like 4,000, almost 5,000 likes on your Facebook. and Yeah, I, I'm like, I, I, why don't we have more? But okay, I'll take that. People are lazy, you know. They don't need to follow it to see, oh, he, he's waiting for cronuts again, you know, so. <laughs> Man, these cronuts really sound good. <laughs> um, does it ever get violent while you're waiting in line? Um, there have been some touches of... Um, some close calls um typically when it comes to like sneaker releases oh, and you get a lot of the young kids and that uh and that's what people call us because they want us to be the shield to not do it so we take those jobs very sparingly mm -hmm. um just because we don't want to endanger our lives uh so black friday is something that people think oh you'd be perfect for black friday mm -hmm. and the whole thing is like no we charge time and a half so by the time you factor in our time and a half, and if it's below freezing, you factor in the weather charge, you're better off just going yourself or just buying it full price. So it's right. the pricing is is created to discourage to from using us for things like that. Mm -hmm. So you know. So it's uh your your rate is is forty five dollars per hour, right? Forty five for the first two hours and two twenty hours. additional. So the first hour was 25 and every other hour was 20, basically. Okay. And then if it's like, you know, crazy temperatures and you add a Holiday, little... yeah. Below freezing, any precipitation, rain, sleet, hail, snow, wind, which I need to add. <laughs> we had one instance, we had one instance where it was, um, the weather was, it was above freezing, but the wind chilled brought it down to like in the 20s like the feel the real feel yeah like and i didn't and i'm like what and then the woman showed us the phone she was like well my phone says 33 i'm like ma'am but the wind is like 20 30 miles per hour and it feels like 20 degrees <laughs> i can't so feel my fingers <laughs> and like and i don't i don't believe i really have to explain this to you like it's really cold that's why you called us ma'am so <laughs> you know 
I'll, uh, when I update the website, that's going on there. Wind. Yeah. And wind, and wind chill factor, yes. Yeah, with the weather the way it's been, you just never know. I bet New York mm -hmm. is cold. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's, it's, it's getting there. It's, it's, we've had, November, we were blessed to have like, you know, 50s and 60s. Yeah. But no, December's here now. It's like, no, 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 no. Not, not today, sweetie. You're not getting it. <laughs> so we, nope. we enjoyed it while we had it. <laughs> um, have you ever like purchased anything because you were in line and kind of like bored? <laughs> like impulse buy, I guess. Wait, say that again, the last part? Like an impulse buy, like? Yeah, there were um, sometimes when we, like when we do book signings, mm -hmm. um, we think that it's only one per person um, and it's actually two per person. And the customer said, oh no, I only need one for a gift. I only need one for, so I got an extra Michelle Obama book. Oh. I got an extra Hillary book. I got an extra Jimmy Carter book, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Every president. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, um, like, there's little fringe benefits like that where the limit is more than one. So I was like, oh, why not? I'll take one, you know. So, <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. At least it's something you can actually use, hopefully. And I haven't read them, but that's another story. <laughs> well, you can read them while but you're the in <laughs> While I'm in line, exactly. But I'm so, I'm so in tune to Netflix. It's kind of oh, hard. Too. Like, I... I hate to admit this, and I probably shouldn't, but I haven't read a book in a very long time. And you would think that would be, this, that's me. I have other line sitters that are very avid readers, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at them watching, like, you know, Sex in the City marathons or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, you're reading, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's probably harder. You. Yeah, it's probably harder to read while you're in line, too. And... Yeah, especially with the hustle and bustle. You know, some people can, zone, you know, tune that stuff out. Yeah. I'm not that person. I need, yeah. I need to be in my bed, with a pillow, with the light on, and, mm -hmm. and then, I read, so I'll absorb it better like that. Yeah. And then you're asleep before you know. <laughs> exactly. Now, audiobooks, I haven't really done audiobooks, um, but and that's something I could do, so there's a way I can get around that. Or podcast. Or podcast, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of like your opinion. Why do you think it's so important for people to be the first to have a product? Like with the iPhone, you know, it's, it's going to be available to everyone eventually. Why, why do people need, need it, to, you know, right now? <laughs> it's the culture. It's, you know, FOMO, fear of missing out. Yes. Yes. I got to have it. I need it. I want it. I want to be the first in my office to have it, the first in my family on my block to have it. They want that. They want to be able to have that, uh, that little victory, if you will. Yeah. And a lot of people, they won't tell you how they got it, that they called us. Um, I'll give you one instance. There's another phone. I think it's called the one phone or the 10 phone. It's a number, uh, but it's not, it's not Android. It's not Apple. And we were hired to be first for that. We were hired. We were first. The guy swapped out. And then like maybe an hour into the wait, they gave him a free phone. Well, and he didn't do the wait. He hired us. <laughs> and didn't and and just smiled and accepted his prize like it's like oh god you are first how does it feel to be first he's like thank you he thank took you. all the credit and took all the credit and we stood in line for him for about maybe i want to say 15 or 16 hours ahead of the phone's release oh. and was like okay well am i and the line sitter who actually did it he was like that really was my phone <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah truthfully you did all the work oh man yeah so oh that's mean 
Whatever. I mean, we paid. We were paid for a service. We did it. So yes. he got the benefit. It is what it is. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, that's pretty much all the questions I have. Do you want to let people know where they can find you? Oh yeah, of course. Um, okay. If they so, need a line sitter. <laughs> cool. Okay. So the name of our company is Same Old Line Dudes, established in 2012. You can find us on Twitter at, at sold underscore inc. Uh, on Facebook at Same Old Line Dudes. We're also on Yelp. You can check out our reviews. Uh, we're based. Our primary uh, service area is the five boroughs in New York City, but we have been known to travel as far as Providence, Rhode Island to deliver cookies and as far as um, Baltimore, Maryland to deliver cronuts. So um, All right. wow. if it's something that we can put, you know, if we can take it with us on an Amtrak or a Greyhound bus, um, we'll go there for you and we'll do that. <laughs> wow, that's some great service right there. I see you guys like expanding and just becoming like a <laughs> it's funny because after eight years, I'm so comfortable with New York and I like yeah. to keep a watchful eye over everything. Yeah. And I'm, I'm probably doing myself a slight disservice by not branching out. But New York keeps us very busy because there's no place else in the world like it. And there's so much to do, to eat, to taste, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, post pandemic, we'll be back to that, you know, level of busy. Mm -hmm. So um, I won't be looking to brand. And it's funny because there have been people who have contacted us from around the world who have said, who said I've inspired them to create it Aww. in their own locale. And I got, there was a guy like in, um, in South America, somebody else in Africa. And I was like, oh, it's one of my heart. Maybe I should franchise. <laughs> <laughs> or you could do like yeah. a TED talk or something. <laughs> I actually, oh, you know what? I actually have an invite and, I wasn't quite familiar with how it works. I think I need to check that email. So I have oh, nothing to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you better check that email. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, for joining me. I appreciate you. I know you're a busy man. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm off the phones after six. So that's why I said this was the best one to do it. So okay. the phones won't be ringing and you get my undivided attention and you have an uninterrupted uh, interview. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. And so this is your main job, right? Or do you have like... Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. Taken full steam. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. For me, for me. My line sitters, it's a gig for them. It's, you know, it's a side gig. But for me, I'm the one who takes the bulk of the calls during the day. So it, it, it is a full-time 20, you know, full-time gig for me. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. All right, so that was my interview with Robert. He was a very, very nice guy. Um, I was really excited when I, I reached out to him on Facebook, um, just like, eh. like I, I liked their page. And then I reached mm -hmm. out and it was like, hey, could I interview you for podcasts? Like thinking, oh, I'll never hear anything back. And then later on, he's like, yeah, I'm available after six every day. And I'm like, well, it's yeah. free advertising. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, such a huge fan base. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that was really cool. I really like that. The, I think I heard about something kind of sort of similar. I think when like the Star, like Star Wars 7 came out, um, oh, all my, I just lost all my geek cred because I can't remember which, what that one's called. But oh, when the last the three came out, it, like the first of the last three was like a big deal. And I think that people were waiting in line. And I think they even like might've had a little bit kind of sort of like that 
just in Big Bang Theory, I remember it was like such a big deal. Oh, they got yeah. tickets and they were like waiting in line. <laughs> it was like they all a- dressed up like the characters. I know that 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 particular show I know like is a polarizing show apparently. Like you know, some people really don't like it, some people really do. But <laughs> that was a really good episode. Um, and that's just what I thought of when you first said that. I thought of like waiting in line to see Star Wars. <laughs> Because that was like the first time I had heard. I feel like I would do that for um, pretty much anything that had a long line. I mean, like, um, especially like rides. I mean, not that I really go to amusement parks anymore. (laughs) I know. Right. Especially now. I mean, you know, they get, they have the cut, the cut, the line. But they don't even really work anymore. I remember when I was like 15, I was like, yeah, I got the cut the line pass. And then it's like know? five people. You you but like five people. With we with my family, the one and only time I ever went to Disney World, we got that. And my parents were ahead of their time when they thought of it. But I heard from somebody a couple years ago that it doesn't even really matter anymore. Like if you go on a crowded day, like everybody has a cut the line pass. And then yeah, you're just then, waiting and then what do you separate line? <laughs> and you have to get like a double cut the line pass or something. <laughs> the gold cut the line pass you know <laughs> so um yeah so i think that now people are like kind of hip to the cause they're like yep we know we know that you know it's worth it to spend a couple of extra bucks to get this cut the line thing yeah i mean shoot it's it's kind of like you know like uber eats and all this like yeah i can so you see you paying for that absolutely there's no way especially if it's cold out (laughs) (laughs) i can so see you paying for something like this oh yes i I didn't have a doubt in my mind if if i had that kind of money yes (laughs) yeah exactly so it's funny because my topic was also inspired by my significant other um my topic is current events i'm very stoked about this oh okay um have you heard of the monolith in Utah? No, I didn't think you had. But some people. <laughs> what is that have. supposed to mean? <laughs> some people have just because it's like st- in like, because um, my husband's really into things that are like you know spacey, you know like outer space and you know otherworldly and sci-fi and stuff. So this is right up that alley, and I know that's not particularly your jam. So that was all I meant about it. That's all. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and I'm even going to like pull up a picture to show you and I will absolutely post pictures and there's a ton of stuff on Facebook. So you can probably, um, find stuff, um, to post too. So I'm going to try and make this big so you can really see it and hold it up to the screen. Ah, that's too big. It's kind of hard when you hold your phone. Oh, up. you can share your screen too. So I'm just holding my phone up. Do you see this thing? It looks like a mirror. Okay, maybe I should share my screen. Um, but it, <laughs> <laughs> so one day, like we're sitting um, on the couch and he's just like, have you heard of this monolith in Utah? And I, first of all, I'm like, I don't even really know what a monolith is, but, um, <laughs> and then he showed me these pictures and I am actually, now I'm going to share my screen and show you, and then you can describe it. You can describe it to everybody. So do you see this thing? Okay. This is a good one. So it's got three sides. So think of a triangular prism and it's made out of metal and it is sticking out of the, out of the desert ground. Okay. Do you see it? <laughs> I see the picture where it has a McDonald's. 
<laughs> drive through put on it. <laughs> I think that's a joke. It's like, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. welcome, welcome to McDonald's. McDonald's. What can it I get? It really you? does look like that. I didn't think about that until yeah, I saw that photo, but it really Okay. I, yeah, I got an idea. It's, and um, it's like the size of like essentially two men. Yeah. It's, it's like a, it's basically a, uh, rectangular, like tall, silver metallic structure. Yes. <laughs> except for it actually does have three sides. You can see it on in this particular picture. You have to get it at just the right angle to see that it's really a triangle. Oh, okay. Like sticking out of the oh, yeah. I kind of triangular yeah. prism. Okay. Um, so let me stop sharing. So <gasps> I can see your notes. To read my notes. <laughs> um, so it is a non-magnetic. I can't tell you how many times I read in articles, they very specified, like they really specified it's non-magnetic. So it's a non-magnetic pillar. It's a metallic pillar. So how you described it as like being tall and like metallic and silver. Mm -hmm. It's nine and a half feet tall and it's made out of metal sheets um, of stainless steel, non-magnetic material. Is it magnetic though? Is it magnetic? <laughs> <laughs> and it, um, the metal sheets were riveted together in the shape of a triangle. So just imagine like a giant long skinny triangle folks. Um, and just in case if you still need more, I will post it on Instagram and I'm sure Jay can share like the million Facebook articles that have been posted. Um, so it has three sides and it's hollow on the inside. So um, it was first discovered in November, this November. So within weeks ago, okay. Oh, okay. And the pillar or the monolith was discovered by the Department of Public Safety, um, or actually, no, I'm not sure if it was them, but they're the ones that described it originally as a monolith to the public. And then this term was then repeated over and over and over again by major media outlets. So now we just know it as the monolith. So the, a monolith actually does refer to like a great stone structure. So clearly this is not made out of stone, but we're gonna call it that anyway, because people think that it looks like the quote monolith from 2001 a space odyssey oh, and God. i even googled <laughs> it because i um i was unfamiliar with the monolith from 2001 a space odyssey and it does it does look like it although that one is really truly a rectangle i believe it's not um triangular so somewhat of a difference so um the utah monolith does kind of look like the same one um and it is the way that it was built especially because it has like these like shovel marks and um rivets and things like that does suggest that it's made from human origin i just wanted to go ahead and put that out there right away that um it was made by human hands um at least it suggests that it was. So this was discovered this November. So within weeks ago. So it was, just, it was just standing there. It was just standing there out in the middle of nowhere, literally nowhere. So state biologists were flying over top of it in a helicopter surveying wild bighorn sheep. <laughs> and they happened to see this thing. I can only imagine that it'd be rather shiny. They're like, that's um, not a sheep. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so within days after the biologist discovering it and then reporting the monolith to, um, to the Department of Public Safety and the public in general, everyone, well, not everyone, but people started making their way 
to this um, remote location in Utah using GPS mapping software. Um, and after some investigation, they've actually found out that, so just to make it clear, it's found in the Red Sandstone Slot Canyon in San Juan County, Utah. Um, and they looked on uh, like Google satellites and things like that, not Google satellite, Google Earth and satellite images. And they found out that this thing has actually been out there since the summer of 2016. In the same so, spot? In the same spot. And it has been there for four years. And if they hadn't looked, if, over, if they hadn't flown over it or looked on Google Earth satellite images, then they wouldn't have, no one would have had ever found it. Or I mean, it would have taken even longer for them to find it at the very least. But it has been there for four years, untouched, standing there out of the ground in the middle of this desert. I mean, it's next to like a, a, like a rock formation, but it is essentially in the middle of nowhere. They have no idea who put it there or why they put it there. The site has no public services. There's no parking lots. There's no restrooms. There's not even cell phone service out there. Um, and the exact location was not actually disclosed by the Department of Public Safety. And they wanted to prevent people from getting lost while trying to find it because it is so remote. Mm -hmm. But if an internet sleuther is any good and they can, they will. Oh they yeah. Did find. <laughs> they are better than any detective, any <laughs> expert. <laughs> so your favorite, a Reddit user. Yeah, Reddit. Uh, <laughs> named Tim Slane had identified the object on Google Earth himself. And then he compared it to the flight path that the state biologists looking for the bighorn sheep um, <laughs> were taking. And he compared it against the red and white sandstone terrain that was taken from their videos. And he figured out where it was. Mm. And so because of him, people have now- Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, how did they figure out where it was? I mean, wow, I can thanks. only imagine, and I'm, that is like a brief description of how he was able to find it. There was much more like that he put into place to try and find it. And I was like, wow. That is, I'm, I'm hiring him if I ever need a private investigator for anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just can't even imagine that. I mean, he must have really wanted to go see it. But um, so the DPS released a statement quoting um, uh, the Bureau of Land Management um, regulations that it is illegal to install structures, including art, on public lands without permission, no matter, quote, what planet you're from, end quote. <laughs> That's what they actually said. Um, so the Utah Department of Heritage and Arts said in their Twitter statement, in their Twitter feed, um, in a statement on their Twitter feed, that the monolith, they consider it to be vandalism, and they're concerned about potential damage to ancient ancient artwork and archaeological artifacts in the region because they're afraid that like people are going to flock to this thing and then um you know who knows what could happen kind of right. similar to my story about the um area 50 51 the thing. alien thing yeah uh, yeah um where they were like oh, where are all these people gonna go in this little town <laughs> um so there was tons of media coverage about this monolith. And that's how I found out about it because my husband was just like on Facebook and there are these articles and I found it like CBS News, New York Times. I mean, it was, I just kept scrolling. There was definitely no lack of information. It was just, they were reporting kind of the same information because no one really knows anything about it. And 
it was then out of nowhere covertly removed from the spot by an unknown party of four men on November 27th of this year. So it just days ago. It was Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so just days ago, it literally disappeared. And they know that four guys took it because, and I quote, adventure photographers, end quote, were in the area. Um, I was unaware that adventure photography was a thing, but apparently- That sounds cool. Um, who knows? Maybe just going to go see the monolith was Wait, an adventure. So they just assume it was the adventure photographers because they were. No, in the they are the ones that witnessed the four oh. guys taking it away. So it's just four guys, but they don't know who they are. So we don't know if it's like some dudes, the people who put it there, the government, the state. We have no idea who took it, but it's gone as of November 27th. But it gets weirder. Are you ready? Yes. So on November 26th of this very same year, a monolith that looks the same to the one that was found in Utah was also discovered in Romania mm. the day before it was taken away from Utah. Now, is and it look the exact same or just? It does it, it, from the pictures. And I'm going to post like a side by side of the pictures. Okay. So I remember like thinking like my, when my husband found it, I was like, send that to me. I'll use that as my next topic. And then he's, then he's like scrolling. He's like, there's another one. And I'm like, send <laughs> that one to me, send me that article. And I'll <laughs> add that to my topic. Cause I was a little afraid my topic wasn't going to be like in depth enough or interesting enough, but I'm like, this just makes it better. So it's an, I think people originally thought it was the same one, but it's important to note this one was found on November 26th and the Utah one was removed on the 27th. So it's not the same one. Oh, um, okay. So this was found while the other one was still there. Yeah. It overlapped by one whole day, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that timing is very coincidental. It's yeah. like almost exact. Um, so it was found in Romania on Botka Domini Hill in the city of Piatra Niemt fingers crossed that I said that right, near the historical Petrodava Dachian Fortress. The monolith was found on private property and was quoted as having been, quote, illegally, end quote, placed. The case is currently under investigation. Um, so they, their news stated on November 27th that they had actually received a mail containing, a mail, contain, or received mail containing a clip and some photos regarding a strange structure found on the hill. On the preceding Tuesday, so I guess it was like essentially last Tuesday, notably prior to the disappearance of the Utah monolith. Um, so the clip points out that the structure's similarity to the Utah monolith, um, while also highlighting major differences in its reflective properties and texture. Um, so, and then on November 29th, their same news outlet published an update saying that the monolith from Romania had also disappeared. The same night? Um, so that would have been three days later on the 29th. So wow. it shows up on the 27th, lasts there for two days, and then disappears. And this is all being reported, um, you know, I guess across the globe, but of course also in Romania. And the Romanian news outlet Journal FM, or I guess I'm assuming that it, 
I'm assuming it's a radio station. They mentioned that a bright light had been reported, though it did not provide a specific source for that report. Quote, locals thought the light came from a car, but the light pointed towards the sky. In the morning, the place where the monolith stood erect was empty. Only a faint imprint remains on the ground covered by snow, end quote. So. Could have been a flashlight. <laughs> been. And I was going to end the, um, the whole shebang there, but guess what happened? I'm talking like an hour and a half before this Zoom podcasting started what's that Sitting on the couch again with the hubs <laughs> watching jingle all the way during and in during a commercial break there is another monolith that just appeared a third and he saw this on his facebook and i was like oh my gosh um so there is another one and this one is now um, the structure has popped up this time at the pinnacle of a trail in Southern California. Hmm. It's straight sides and height appear similar to the one that was discovered in Utah desert. Um, and the one also found in Romania, like those structures, the origins of the California edifice are also mysterious End quote. So now, and this one was, um, found, I believe by hikers and this has been reported since this Wednesday. So what was Wednesday? Was Wednesday the 2nd of December? It was yesterday, so yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't know what today's date was either. So, um, so that's, that's weird. And I can only assume that, you know, it's only been there for like, so it's been there for like a day or two, two days now, because it's the evening. How long will it stay there? And then I'm assuming it will also be taken out by mysterious forces as well I'm, I'm thinking it's maybe a like some sort of artist do you think so it's funny that you said that because there was an artist named john mccracken i believe now he died in 2011 and he was a minimalist sculpture who quote had a pension for sci-fi um, is what I read and he was like interested in sci-fi and if you look and like you look at his sculptures he has one that looks almost exactly the same as like the rectangular one found in um, in the 2001 space odyssey but uh, no one real no one knows if it would have been him because another thing that I thought of when I was thinking about that is if he died in 2011 and this structure has been there since 2016, like who put it there? Cause it couldn't have been him. And like a lot of artists have teams that work yeah. with them and apprentices and things like that. But I mean, you're just gonna sit on it for five years. I mean, and so there's conflicting like some of his artist friends and then his, um, his son weighed in a little bit and they're all some saying yes, some saying no, that it was his, that it is his or not. I mean, it would make sense if the person put it there and then did pass away and then just never told anybody. And that's why no one knows who it came from. But at the same time, like most artists wanna like put their name on things. Right. And land art 
especially in the West, in the United States, is is kind of uh, was rather like uh, coming of age in like the seventies, and um, like the spiral jetty is one example where they would make these larger structures out of the earth, um, and uh, they always had to ask permission because they're like on public land. And I would assume even if they were on private land, they definitely have to ask permission but no one asked permission to put this there. They just found it there by happenstance, you know, thank you to the bighorn sheep. Uh, <laughs> in Utah. Um, you know, shout out to them, you know? And so it's just an odd, weird thing. And this is definitely one of those episodes or topics that <laughs> we'll never know the answer. I mean, even if someone did come out and say it was me, you know, and they're going to have to put forth quite a bit of information to prove it. You know, it's very, it's almost like Banksy. Yeah. Um, instead of it being. That's what I was thinking. Because he has done sculptures before um, and, and things like that. But it, it's just, it's, I mean, it's a very specific style. And this is, this is nowhere near his style. So I don't believe it's him, but it's an artist that has a similar idea, I guess. Or. What? it's aliens. I mean, that's definitely <laughs> probably it, but <laughs> my, my guess is there's going to be more that pops up. And I guess whenever this artist is done putting them everywhere, then they'll come forward. Could you imagine waiting though, having the patience to wait four years for someone to find yeah. this thing four and you're like, all right, put up the one in Romania. Put up the <laughs> in Southern California. Let's get to business. Yeah, like, you get like a text alert. <laughs> your, your structure has been discovered. Congrats. And that can't be one person too, because think about how hard it is to travel right now. Like, oh, it's not like right. they could just pop over to Romania, you know, set up a structure and then come back. So maybe they made it there. Yeah, but then who would have put it up? Like they have to have a team. It cannot be right. One Maybe it's like multiple teams in different countries. All like I don't know. This underground monolith movement is happening. I mean, That's I just hope that this doesn't end up being something negative. Right now, there's no like connection to anything. You know, it's literally yeah. just a metal structure. I just hope that this isn't some sort of weird, like signal for some sort of like underground cult or something. Oh you know, God! Like, right now, it's just a triangular prism you know and also like they said the one in Romania is very similar but it's shinier and has a different texture so to me I feel like someone saw it in the news was like that's awesome I'm yeah. gonna make one too and then it's gonna like build the story kind of thing yeah it um, could yeah you're right they could be completely unrelated the one in Southern California in Utah obviously much closer so I feel like that could be the same person. That could be the same team. But I just can't imagine like, they found it. Put up the one in Romania. Let's yeah. get this thing started. I mean, <laughs> but the time was like crazy, like less than a day between them. Yeah. And like the, it, they, they've only been, I think the, the longest one that was standing was in November because I think they found it did they find it they definitely found it in november of this year but it wasn't there for very long um it was only there i think i think no longer than two weeks i think it might have even been less than that um, before that they put the person put it up in 2011 
No, that was the minimalist artist died in 2011. Oh. Based on Google Earth satellite images, they know it was placed in between like June and October of 2016. So it's been there undisturbed for four years. Like I'm trying to think unless like a hiker saw it and just didn't care. <laughs> I'm trying to think like what significant like event like happened in that time frame. And you know like why this desert? Why Utah? Why a triangle? You know, symbolizes change. So I'm assuming there's a lot of people out there that just think it's like aliens or Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But it has like a lot of it has like markings on it and the rivets and things like that to suggest that it was created by man. And as far as we know, it it can't really do anything like useful, right? As far as I know, there is no secret button to push where <laughs> like a satellite pops out of it or something. Not like some yeah. sort of weapon that they dropped by <laughs> accident. Although, although it does look like the McDonald's drive through <laughs> intercom. I love that. For Wait, sure. That. I'll, I'll share it on the Facebook page. <laughs> you should. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then like, does it have anything to do with 2001 A Space Odyssey? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but someone, you know, noticed that similarity, clearly a fan. And, um, you know, and then the public just kind of ran with it as well as the media. So now it's just being called like the monolith. Um, although when I typed in the monolith, all that came up on my image searches were the monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey. Um, so I, I had to write like the monolith in Utah. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, that that was I couldn't believe that there was more about it literally today, tonight that's really watching awesome jingle all the way no less it was, you know, it was I'm really plugging that movie tonight <laughs> um <laughs> I, I saw that in theaters <laughs> i think i did too <laughs> i mean you know when is sinbad gonna make that comeback i'm just waiting i know right he's a funny guy i know was he, he should do like a netflix up? like a new netflix stand-up because he was a comedian or he is a comedian right yeah yeah he was the one that <laughs> Brian always talks about this joke where he was like, he was talking about how he did Nutrisystem and they gave him the food and he's like, this is for the day, right? This is just for the day. <laughs> and now uh, they had like worked. this, they had this like chocolate spray and he said he got like addicted to it. And he was like standing outside the parking lot being like, got any of that spray? You got any of that spray? <laughs> chocolate spray? <laughs> yeah. I guess oh. instead of like eating a full bar of chocolate, you just like you just spray like a sense of chocolate in your I mouth. Think this is like a '90s, like you know, probably some sort of '90s fad. <laughs> yeah, but well, that was a great topic. That was my topic. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks for holding out for us and giving us a break over the Thanksgiving holiday for our U.S. fans. Um, and we'll be back to our regular bi-weekly podcasting. Yep, two weeks. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll catch in another two weeks, and I will give you an update if there's any more. Yeah, I bet you there will be. <laughs> At the rate that this is going, there, I'm assuming there will be like two or three more by the time we we uh, podcast again. Um, but yeah, I'll post it on Instagram. Jay will post some stuff on Facebook. Please do post that <laughs> McDonald's meme. That was pretty funny for sure. Um, yeah, and just look us up at. Um, 
at uh, this is the part I don't get on Instagram and Facebook and the part I don't get at gmail.com. And you can email us with your monolith updates <laughs> or any other things you that you'd like <laughs> or us anything to else. Yeah. Feel free. More topics, comments, and questions. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.